You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Hey, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Give us five stars. That'd be nice. A comment's great, but what we want is the review where you tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from, <laughs> from Harry Ship to Brian Meredith. You must choose one. <laughs> uh, we we have a new a new review. Uh, let's let's hear it, Brandon. Yeah, this week, uh, the Simax says it's pretty good about us. He says it's pretty good. Thanks, man uh, or woman. He, they say uh, it's official. This podcast is now certified one hundred percent. Hashtag not garbage. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm sad that it took us this long. Uh, even the Sounders front office uh, or the person running their Twitter account thinks so. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. from random injury generator to made up cup names for matches, these two will always leave you wanting more. Favorite sounder of all time, Steve Zakawani. He's a Steve, and I'm a Steve, and us Steves have to stick together. Scuba <laughs> Steve, thanks for the review, buddy. That's a, he's a good guy. He also listens to my other podcast, Our Dumb Podcast. Um, and so, right on, man. Thanks a lot for the help. This week, the undefeated. In six, Seattle Sounders FC take on too many names, Minnesota United Football Club in a battle for shortening MNUFC's name. Damn it. It's so many letters. That's the problem. It's the, the battle for shortening your goddamn name, Cup. Brandon, I, I want to cut straight to the chase here. What happened to Seattle? Because another huge win against a massive team, this time at home, for once we didn't have to earn the points on the road. But what a crazy result. 3-1 against New York City FC over the weekend. Three wins in eight days. That's like something that if you had told me that would have happened at the beginning of the season, I would have uh, not believed you. Uh, Christian Roldan scores in the 36th minute. Gustav Svensson scores in the 51st minute. Whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Guy... Gustav Svensson changed the axis of Earth with that <laughs> yeah, goal. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think that he listened, Carl listened to the pod last week. Carl <laughs> listened to the pod last week, and he goes, Oh, you want me to prove flat Earth? Here I go. That You just heard it, folks. Carl Svensson, flat Earther. I actually I actually go the opposite way. He kicked that ball so hard, and the net acted like a sail to further spin the spherical Earth. <laughs> this debate will rage on in our other podcast. <laughs> this month in Flat Earth. <laughs> uh, and then some guy from New York scores in the 68th minute, and then Harry Ship comes on and scores, or it was on, and he scores in the 86th minute. Um just great all-around game. I think the Sounders, something happened. They got a hold of Michael Jordan's secret stuff. 
uh, at halftime, but something happened. But the Sounders Wait, are. Um, by that, do you mean now. his wiener? <laughs> yeah, I mean his space gym. <laughs> oh, now I get it. That's weird for that to be a kids movie. <laughs> uh, Brandon, no matter how you look at this, I think we're all excited. Even the fan outrage is hard to come by because three wins in eight days. Those dudes must have some tired legs. I, my legs are tired, and I sat on the couch for a majority of it. Man, if, if fan outrage is hard to come by in Seattle, it is not hard to come by in New York because every <laughs> single fan that I've seen uh, posting about this match so far has been, how can we make, how can you make our team play so much in so many days? How, you know, there's no rest. MLS is crazy for making one team travels. The Sounders just got off of so many, so many road matches and they somehow managed to still pick up all of the points that New York could not pick up. So everybody in New York, pigeons, you know, man, 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 city light, man, uh, fun corner. <laughs> oh, I, that's what Manchester stands for. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys can all shut up Hi. because the sounder said. <laughs> uh, all of that said, no matter what, everything that you, the the one thing that I take from this match, and I think that you probably agree, yeah. is that. All of that said, the Sounders pick up three points. You could not tell Ozzy Alonso and Harry Ship apart on television to the <laughs> point my- where I thought that it might have been Chad Barrett out there. <laughs> this is my hold on. R.I.P. Chad Barrett. Okay. R.I.P. in pickle heaven. <laughs> <laughs> He's man. That guy wishes. Uh, it was crazy. Harry Ship comes out there with his Fleet Week haircut. <laughs> he looks like he was just got off an aircraft carrier from doing some service, and he's out there <laughs> running around with an Ozzy Alonso haircut. I literally, for like the first, I don't know, twenty minutes, was like, "What is Ozzy doing so far out wide?" It was not Ozzy. So that are, was are, that was a problem you, for me. Are you trying to say that Harry Ship just got off of a? ship <laughs> no I, it's actually seafair week in seattle i'm actually talking about fleet week i'm not going with those easy puns yet Brandon. Right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> now when harry ship uh, this is my first thought he scores a goal late 86 minute and he didn't really celebrate the way that i anticipated i wanted him to run and celebrate by running straight to the bench running right up to brian meredith who he's previously dissed <laughs> before on the sideline and then look at him and then look away and walk off so that brian <laughs> meredith has to high five himself that is how you're supposed to celebrate that goal i know people say there's been peace made between them i don't care or slash buy it so he should have ran up and like put out his hand to shake meredith's hand and Ooh, then done the, and like, then rubbed his own cool haircut his, yeah he oh. rubbed his own cool ozzy alonzo looking haircut damn it Damn it, you, Harry Ship. You ozzied me. Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty incredible stuff. Uh, update on handshakes, by the way. We yeah, talked please, extensively please, about handshakes last week. Uh, and we both went back and looked at the tape. And uh, it, it would appear that Ozzy Alonso was not attempting to show people his weird, weird hand. He was just that, going to shake uh, a hand while happening to have just a weird weird hand so it was less of ozzy being like look at my weird weird hand is more of him like look at this handshake and then me going wow that's a weird weird hand <laughs> yeah yeah it was a, it was a misread by the commentators i think for sure yeah, now my bad. now brandon uh chad uno quattro chad marshall after the match gave a pretty awesome interview to the seattle sounders fc matt johnson um he had some pretty big three wins in eight days plans i'm all right just an old guy you know hair hair is going you know, it was pretty hot today. 
So I'm going to have a couple of Coronas when I get home and probably watch some TV. <laughs> a couple of Coronas and watch some TV from Chad Marshall. He is our <laughs> footballing hero. <laughs> like a true father. Okay, so based on that interview, Brandon, Chad Uno Quattro, his post-match interview, you got to tell me he's your man of the match. He's, he's at least in the running for man of the match. Okay, I know but where, I you're, think, I know I where think... you're going. We, we talked about this uh, this morning. We had a little uh, G-chat about this. Um, <laughs> and we proposed an idea, and tell me you're going Harry Ship. I, I am going Harry Ship. You're setting me I up th- for the preposterous thing that we talked about earlier, and that's that I desperately want to start a Harry Ship fan club, and you happen to come up with the best slash grossest <laughs> name in honor of Fleet Week. I just feel like if I was a guy with the last name Harry Sh- with the last name Ship, I would call all of my friends and my crew my seamen. So, okay. <laughs> the Harry Ship Seamen. So Harry Ship Seamen is the name of his fan club started by us right now, and it's something that he will totally not be bothered by. Yeah, what, what could be less weird than two adult men coming up with a name <laughs> like that in their free Calling time? Themselves your seamen. <laughs> hey, Harry Ship, we're your seamen. <laughs> It is Fleet Week. <laughs> there's a, that means there's semen all over Seattle. <laughs> Just like a semen all over our bars and, and all over the streets. And it, it, oh, you gross. Cannot, okay. cannot get away from the semen. Hey, ECS, go ahead and make a two-pull for this. That would be uh, that would be fine with me. You can steal this idea if you want. Um, okay, well, I wanted Chad Ocho Uno Quattro, but you're saying that... Harry Ship is my man of the match. It's the Washington State Federal Penitentiary man of the match, Harry Ship. Man of the match brought to you by Washington State Federal Penitentiary. For when you don't know which walla in Walla Walla that you're in, but you know that you need to get out. Washington State Federal Penitentiary. Try our oatmeal. <laughs> All right, moving on, it's time for Who's Hot? Who's Garbage? It's Hot Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot Garbage. Hot Garbage. Hot Garbage. Hot Garbage. Hot. Hot Garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's Hot Garbage. All right, Brandon, what do we got? Hot, the white-hot trail of fire left in the wake of the ball that Carl Gustav Svensson scored with. Hot. I uh, love the Twitter battle that happened as a result of this, Brandon. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> um, New York City FC came into this game with a huge shutout streak. They've been so hot. Hot. And Seattle shut it down, and so they took to Twitter confidently. You know, maybe you got a little, you're a little sore from it or whatever. You're, the shutout streak ends at 434 minutes. Time to start a new one. Well, 15 <laughs> to minutes which, later, to Car- which Sounders FC respond, that one lasted 15 minutes. Thanks to the stunning super leg of Carl Svensson. Amazing stuff. Uh, I've never seen a more beautiful Swedish leg. Hot. <laughs> Used to be the Swedish bikini team. Now it is Gustav Carl Svensson. Hot. Um, uh, that that sums the whole thing up. The Sounders burning New York City FC on Twitter is like my favorite thing. Specifically since New York came into town second in the league and got shut down by a team that everyone's been calling garbage. Uh, for especially you know what's what I especially love about this week, uh, uh, Sounders beating New York is that just a couple weeks ago when Sounders beat Atlanta and all of the Atlanta fans were super salty because they said the Sounders are ruining soccer and they can't believe that they let a team like this play in the league because they flop and they dive and they waste time. Uh, but 
after the Sounders beat New York, Atlanta secures an even more strong position in the Supporter Shield rankings for the season. And all over the internet, Atlanta fans were like, I always knew I loved you. You were so good to us. (laughs) How quickly your tune can change, you whiny little babies. (laughs) I mean, I don't know where to put that. I feel like I should hit a button after that, but like... I guess... Hot garbage. garbage. All right, let's uh, switching from hot to garbage. Garbage, the all-star match, has, like, all of the stars, like Tyler Adams and uh, Aaron Long and Wilfred Zahibo. Hey, Uh, Brandon, which player from the Seattle Sounders FC is going? uh, Pretty much none of them. Actually, no, hold on. Let me talk to the stats guy real quick. Hey, Carl, how many many Sounders are going to the all-star? Oh, zero. Zero Sounders going to MLS match. Garbage. Uh, and you know, at least none of those, none of those definitely not stars, David Villa, Bastian Schweinsteiger, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic will be there. Wait, why aren't they playing? I don't know. Uh, David Villa still hurt. Bastian Schweinsteiger, uh, no idea. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, coming off of a hat trick uh, match over the weekend, uh, will not play because he don't wanna. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, fair, fair enough. He's got DMV business in LA to take care of. He has he has karate practice. You know what I'm mad about? First of all, hi. Secondly, what I'm mad about? No, Aaron Kovar. Garbage. <laughs> and moving on, hot garbage. Hot garbage. San Jose Earthquakes. God bless them. They have not won a match in MLS play in over 300 days. Hot garbage. How is that possible? Uh, I would say that maybe the longest outdoor bar in North America is too long, and uh, it's actually it's it's shifting the yeah, gravity. But they're, not, they're not working the bar. It's not like they have to be bar back and walk <laughs> kegs down that distance. They're playing soccer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's not true, Gregor. I don't know if they, they aren't. As soon as they get off, they're being overworked by their uh, the bar manager who's telling them to you know, pour the drinks faster and str- I don't know. I've never worked in a bar. I don't know. What- Does the, bar- <laughs> the bar manager just yell at you saying, do the, mo- do the beer more, do the beer part more than you're currently doing it. Follow so up doing question. Too much. Follow up question yeah. for you, Brandon. San Jose hasn't won an MLS match in over 300 days. Do you go for the full year mark just to like hit a record or are you <laughs> just to say that you did? They'll be starting I don't- lead groundskeeper. <laughs> I think that they're in one of those situations where Chris Wondowiski uh, maybe caught the bug that Clint Dempsey has been suffering of uh, being pretty close to setting a few records and not being close enough. So he'll probably get to 364 days without winning an MLS match, which is, oh my God, if you think about how... That's so that's so bad. I, the more that I think about this, it's so, so bad. That means the last time that they won was... I can't do this math. I'm too dumb. Three over three hundred days ago. <laughs> you, it was October of la- right October. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, God. it was a two. And uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I think I got the stat wrong. They haven't uh, won an MLS match that wasn't against Minnesota. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's less impressive. Uh, but the last match that they did win was a two to, uh, that wasn't against Minnesota. Was two to one against Portland. Like. Almost like almost a year ago. That's hot. how time works. <laughs> no, that's hot garbage. I I don't beating Portland is always fine with me. 
That's true. That's true. All right. You know, I was wondering, do, do the bar managers just yell at you during Fleet Week and say, there's just so much men in here? No, see, now you're gross. Because <laughs> it's got to be many. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a lot of Harry Ship's friends are all down at the bar. So much men is not the way that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> People getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. <laughs> it's this week in Fan Outrage. This week in Fan Outrage, Francisco Felix says, Why didn't you guys just play like this in the con- Cup of Conca... He said... He's got this wrong. Sure. He said, Why didn't you guys play like this in the CONCACAF Champions League and then like this against Portland for the Cascadia Cup? And I think the answer, Francisco, is because uh, because the, they were bad. <laughs> they were bad at soccer then, and now they're not so bad anymore. So that's why they didn't play like this before. Hard-hitting analysis from the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. What's next? <laughs> uh, Legend of Vinny T says, Are the Seattle Sounders back on their piss around for half the season, sneak into the playoffs, and then run the table? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes, Vinny T. I, we can only hope, because if they miss the playoffs, it's extra weird. I found this uh, digging around on MLSsoccer.com. Ipar says, uh, New York City FC played three days ago. San Jose, Vancouver. I know MLS.com are frothing at the mouth about their favorite team winning some games, but let's not get crazy. Only New York are a good team here, and they were tired and jet lagged. Uh, yeah, man, but New York City FC lost to Seattle, a team that is in 10th place. So it doesn't really justify it. Uh, this this reminds me of back in the day when Caleb Porter was the head coach of the Portland Timbers, and he would he would... The, the Timbers would lose. They Garbage. would lose a thing. Yeah, Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Just keep it going. Garbage. <laughs> he, they would lose Garbage. a match like three to one, and and Caleb Porter would be like, "We deserved to win that game." Garbage. <laughs> no, you didn't. You lost the game. <laughs> you deserve. You had your chance to deserve to win, and you lost. You didn't deserve it. He's such a millennial. He's. A- <laughs> We deserved. We deserved to 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 get it given to us, man. All right, Brandon. Um, we get some headlines here. Tell me what you found at Sounder at Heart. We talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago, but things are starting to come to fruition, according to Sounder at Heart due to some very probably credible sources. I don't know. Those guys seem pretty smart. Uh, They have said that the possible uh, second Peruvian player, Paolo Hurtado, is expected to arrive in Seattle this week. It doesn't mean that the contracts are signed. It doesn't mean that an agreement is in place. But there has been a very large... um, what do you call it? A very large publication in Peru that is. And can you call yourself a very large publication unless your editor in chief is the biggest boy, Roman Torres? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, but apparently, Peruvian Paulo Hurtado is expected to arrive in Seattle this week. No contracts, nothing in place, but this might be him completing the the transfer, completing the paperwork, everything that he needs to do in order to join the Sounders. Now, if he does, uh, he likely won't be available before August 12th when the Sounders play. Um, some team, I don't know. I didn't bother to, to remember that part, but I did remember the rest of that other stuff. So you're welcome, <laughs> podcast listeners. Now, uh, I saw another headline, and it turns out a former player from Portland Timbers FC is going to be running. Sorry, who? Uh, uh, the Fartland Timbers FC. Oh, yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, is going to be running the FCC? 
Yeah, yeah. A ship pie has given up his job to Fernando Adi. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're both equally qualified. So yeah. now, does Adi get to use the giant oversized candy-themed coffee mugs? That's the question. <laughs> Do those stay, or does does a uh, pie get to take it take it with him? I think he, I think he gets to take it with him. Uh, but in reality, Fernando Adi, uh, Portland Fartland Timbers FC yeah. uh, forward Fernando Adi has signed with uh, FC Cincinnati. Um, but will he ever be able to rid himself of that Portland? Does that style? mean those stupid fans are going to be cheering FCC, FCC? Like we love yeah. deregulation of radio in 1996. FCC. <laughs> FCC. This was. This was this was like uh, actually the ruling party's plan all along was to infiltrate the soccer culture with teams just to make people chant. So there's eventually <laughs> going to be like some fo- some soccer team where the initials are M A G A and people are going to be shouting that you know and it's going to be terrible. But this is their first step <laughs> is getting everybody on the side of a zip pie uh, and by signing Fernando Adi. So what that really means is that Fernando Adi is now the highest paid player in the USL. Remember, FCC or FC Cincinnati plays in USL right now. It will be playing in MLS in the future. Um, they've signed him to play on their MLS squad likely next year. There's rumors that Caleb Porter might be one of the coaches lined up to take the job as the head coach of uh, Brandon, FC Cincinnati. If he doesn't get the job, he's going to be very upset because he deserved it. <laughs> he does. He deserves that job, Gregor. Um, but it's crazy. So Fernando Adi is about to be the highest paid, probably best player in in USL. Um, there's rumors that he might be going out on loan. Apparently, uh, his former teammate Diego Valeri uh, was picked up on a hot mic during the All Star game, saying that he's going to get loaned out to Montreal Impact. Um, so far, there's been. Uh, a lot of people have said there's no truth to those rumors. Uh, Diego Valeri is spreading fake news. Uh, Diego Valeri works for CNN and, you know, all these different things. There's been a lot of things people have been saying. Uh, but at the end of the day, pretty big news around the league. Uh, but, yeah, Sounders, more importantly, just remember, Sounders uh, might be signing another Peruvian. So thank you, Peru, for all of your people. Um, Brandon, I don't know if you remember this or not, but several years ago when we first met... John Manley and I were doing some commentary for some uh, S2 matches. And if I'm not mistaken, Adi, I I know, we were incredible. We had people throwing hot dogs at us. It was awesome. (laughs) It was the worst day of my career. (laughs) Seriously, was that bad for you? That was bad for me, yeah. (laughs) Did you get in trouble for that? I got in trouble for that, yeah. You did? Yeah. Why? Because you're not supposed to have, like people throwing hot dogs through a window at your announcers while you're on a broadcast where you're so like usl is very serious about taking themselves very seriously oh Uh, oh so 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 usl got mad yeah well and then like you know therefore my bosses were like how did you why do you because i was supposed to be in charge of that stuff uh i I, the one at one point one side of me was just like yeah this is dope i love the fact that hot dogs are flying toward my press box right now your boss thought that was cool i thought it was cool <laughs> whatever man you got to create a story that s2 was losing badly at that point the fans didn't All give a time. crap and it was fan appreciation day no one cared it was like we made it better so whatever us it was awesome yeah, that's a that's that's one for the you know at least Steve Zakawani still invites me back to do his <laughs> charity soccer matches. Um, anyway, Adi I think was playing uh, that first match that we did before the hot dog fiasco. Uh, Adi was playing for Portland Timbers FC two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't I don't remember that. That's probably something I should have been paying attention to, but uh, 
that's pretty crazy. Okay, well, that's exciting stuff. Good for him. I'm even though he's of Timber's blood, I'm excited to see somebody uh, within the league kind of succeeding and getting to move up and make a better name for USL and everything else. So that's well, that's pretty sweet. And, 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 and honestly, uh, FC Cincinnati was a team that made like a sensational kind of almost a Cinderella run toward the U.S. Open Cup last season. Um, they were they're a team that are just garnering so much support. Uh, they're selling out stadiums more than a lot of MLS teams in the league right now. So I'm really excited to see them in the league next season, um, just regardless of who's playing for them. I'd prefer not to like have any reason to support a former Timber sure, in sure. any way, shape or form. Um, but I'm excited to see that team, and it seems like they're doing a lot of the right things to, to make an impact when they come into the league. All right, looking ahead to this weekend's match on the road, Minnesota United FC with too many names. Welcome Seattle Sounders FC, a college football stadium that they're playing in still, evidently. Saturday, 5 p.m. Seattle time is when the match takes place. Saturday, 5 p.m. Seattle on the road in Minnesota. Are they getting their own like custom stadium or anything? They are. They are uh, actually. It's probably going to be open, maybe by the end of the season. It's a. It's a new field called Allianz Field. Allianz. Uh, Allianz. I don't know how to speak any other language. Yeah, yeah. They um, they just used to sponsor Formula One all the time, and some British guy would be like, "Welcome to the Allianz pre-race show" or something like that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't trust the British though, because they're also the ones that say aluminium. I think that we say it. Anyway, Minnesota sits two points ahead of Seattle with one game in hand for the Sounders. Right. Uh, Minnesota has played one more match than the Sounders have. Yeah, so we have a game in hand. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant, I suppose. Sounders right scored right. nine goals in three matches against Minnesota last year and three goals in one match this year. Sounders are uh, six matches unbeaten. This is going to be fun, man. If you think back to April, Minnesota was actually the team that was in town for the first win of the 2018 Sounders FC season. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sad because it was in April. Yes. <laughs> Sounders are all time undefeated against Minnesota, and, and Minnesota is defeated against the Sounders. <laughs> uh, Sounders have never uh, lost or drawn against Minnesota, so knock on wood that I'm not ruining it all right now. Uh, you're um, not the one playing the match, man. That's true. Uh, so, uh, Minnesota, though, is a new look Minnesota this season. This is probably the best that they've ever looked, the last stretch of matches that they've had. Uh, they've recently signed a guy named Darwin Quintero. You might remember him from playing from Club for Club America back in the Cup of CONCACAF Cup days where he just walloped on the Sounders' booties all the time. Well, not great. No. Uh, the last time these two squads met in April, the summation from the MLS Match Center was the big picture. Their jittery conclusion to this game suggests that Sounders still remain a shadow of their best selves, but they'll take an end to their winless start in any way they can get it. So, um, well, about that, I feel like that's still valid. <laughs> Not much has changed, you MLSsoccer.com. But to be fair, April, or July was a pretty good month. I'm sad to see it go as of time of recording this. Uh, July July was a very good month. Um, but I will say that the way that the Sounders have been playing, uh, I think that they can keep it up. Uh, no Sounders in the All-Star break or in the, during the All-Star match, Good. meaning meaning that there will be no people, no potential injury, no no tired legs. Uh, we Remember, we have a couple players coming back from World Cup duty, so any, any other opportunities we get to rest some of these guys, uh, the better, right? 
Um, Darwin Quintero, the guy that we were talking about before, he's been on a tear in the league lately. He scored his first hat trick of the season uh, a couple games ago. He's just been scoring goals and assisting goals left and right. He is playing in the in because Latan Ibrahimovic pulled out. Darwin Quintero will be playing in the All Star match um, against Juventus uh, tomorrow night, uh, which is Wednesday night. Um, a sad man, Gigi Buffon, uh, Gigi Buffonless uh, Juventus. It's very strange to think that. Well, way. and and you know, I think I think Gigi is really kicking himself at this point because of the opportunity that he's missing to have been able to play in the MLS. All-Star. The best, uh, the sort of best of the MLS. <laughs> so Darwin Quintero's got to be your villain with his cape on and his twisty twirly mustache in the match on Saturday, 5 p.m. in Minnesota. Who do you think of the squad that you've seen? will be the hero for Seattle. I think the hero will be Carl Svensson. Yeah. I think the way that he he had an amazing match. Not beside, you know, the goal and all of that. That was amazing. Uh, but the match that he had against New York City FC, uh, it's it's just so clear how much the Sounders missed him. Um, yes, having Raul Ruiz Diaz up front has been amazing. Yes, having Ladero getting back to form has been awesome. Uh, having Ozzy back on the field was great. Christian Roldan's been playing out of his mind. But having Carl Svensson back in the match um really solidified things through the midfield for that for the rave green and so i think that having him back uh he is crucial to this team and i hope that they realize it going into the next season all right uh quick question for you going up against quintero on saturday what is your center back arrangement that you choose for seattle of the three that we've been seeing get some minutes recently what two do you start do you start the corona full chad unos cuatro do you start <laughs> big boy Roman Torres or do you start guy who doesn't even know English, Kim Kihi? I think though uh, you start go, two of those. What's that? You start two of those, I should say. Which two? I think you start uh, you start Corona Boy uh, Uno Cuatro and um, Kim Kihi. I don't think that's even a question in my mind at this point. Uh, Roman Torres is good, uh, but the way that uh, Corona Boy Uno Cuatro and Kim Kihi have been playing. Uh, is just uh, it's lights out right now. Yes, they they didn't pick up a shutout against New York, but um, man, that's a center back pairing that seems like they're really on. And you can't beat the speed of having the center back. Uh, having speed in the center back like Kim Kihi has been um, something that I didn't even know that I missed. Kim Kihi, uh Casey Keller had a really good analysis on this on the national broadcast, but he said that you've got a conservative guy like. Chad Unocuatro playing center back next to an aggressive guy who can be a little bit more in motion and chase down a ball a little bit here and there because you know you've got like the rock behind him and Chad Marshall. And that's a great pairing and they've done really well together. And Chad Marshall barely talks, so I think that the English thing is like not a problem. <laughs> yeah, we're barely sure that Chad Marshall speaks English. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, just only because I played a clip earlier in the in the, in the show. So, all right. Um, so, yeah. I, I will say that like the reason that that I that gives Kim Kihi the edge over Roman Torres is because uh, Roman Torres is a guy that will play super aggressive, like what you're talking about that Casey Keller would talk about, that uh, that Roman Torres is the guy that's going to go make challenges and go out of position and, and try to make plays to, to help his team win the ball further up the field. But his further up the field doesn't stop until he's in the opponent's uh, penalty box. Whereas uh, at least Kim Kihi, if he gets up to the halfway line, he's got the speed and the energy to get all the way back and reset with his with the rest of his defensive line. I, I can't believe, I, I mean no disrespect to anybody, but I can't believe how much 
more of a fit Kim Ki he is than Roman Torres. He's, fa- I mean, other than in character, because Roman Torres is a hilarious guy. Like he's fun to have out there. But Kim Ki he like found himself down the right wing because he like kept a run going after making a pass in the NYCFC match and then hauled ass to get back into position. That play was amazing. He's just he's just. He marks up better. He's quicker. He makes smarter, aggressive challenges. I just, in every compartment except for charisma, I like him more. It's crazy. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's charisma that makes you a good soccer player. So I think Roman <laughs> Torres is, should get the edge. Yeah, seems right. All right, just in case you're waking up right now or you walked away and forgot to hit pause on your stupid smartphone or whatever, and you're just joining us for the very last bit here. Too long, didn't listen. Give me the TLDL. I'm going to start actually this week. Uh, For me, too long, didn't listen. Drink Corona and watch TV is my new I'm going to Disneyland. Uh, too long didn't listen this one actually comes from somebody who wasn't listening Uh, this one comes from James Woolard who says via Twitter keep calm my name is Carl (laughs) thanks James the stadium voice of Seattle Sounders FC and uh, I like that I learned this week that a soccer player is going to be running the United States FCC (laughs) too long you shouldn't listen (laughs) too long please don't actually listen (laughs) Take a big, long look and gaze into your crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell us what you see for this weekend's match. Uh, through all of the Coca-Cola fizziness and, oh, it's not Coca-Cola, it's Pepsi. And it's clear. And it's clear. Because it's crystal Pepsi. <laughs> through all of the clear fizziness and effervescence, I see the Sounders winning this one. Three to nothing. I truly do. I'm with you, Brandon. I'm going to say, though, that in an effort to best their previous efforts, the Sounders are going to outscore the entirety of the rivalry and win 13-0. 